Yeah, I guess finally Luplin. What would they bring? So that was a that was a triple IPA. It was a hazy, uh, hazy triple IPA. I thought it was really good. Uh, I think it it was the only IPA at the fest. Is that right, Andy? No, I joined beer fest. I... And then wasn't there a milkshake? Okay. It was one of six IPAs. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> Stumbled on into the Tap Takeover podcast. Welcome back to the Tap Takeover podcast festival edition. We've got a real fun one for you. Basically, what we're going to be doing uh, from here on out for the next three or four episodes is a recap of the summer. This is kind of our our love letter back home from camp. You know, telling mom and dad what we did over the summer. Spoiler alert, we, we, got drunk. we went to a lot of beer fests this summer. We're really happy to tell you about the first one. This this was a beer fest that we uh, covered in conjunction with Eagle Park. This is Joint Beer Fest 2019. So, Andy, tell us a little bit about the festival. It's a, a much different setup than it was in 2018, where it was basically just 1840 and Eagle Park releasing a, a, a collaboration beer. Tell us about uh, 2019. Uh, well, Eagle Park went balls to the wall with this one. I mean, they, they got breweries from... Good amount from Wisconsin and uh, the greater Midwest, and it was a collaboration festival. Every single brewery that came to this festival did a collaboration beer with Eagle Park. Um, and something I think we actually learned in some of the pre-episodes was it was because you cannot serve beer at a brewery outside of the state of Wisconsin. So they, they all came in and made a beer with Eagle Park, and they threw a full festival around it. So we got a lot of great interviews with a lot of great brewers, but there were two that escaped us. Uh, Working Draft, friends of the show, uh, if you get a chance, go back and listen to that episode. Uh, we had a great sit down with those guys, but they left a little bit early uh, and we weren't able to uh, get them on tape. And uh, Kyle showed up much later. He was probably sleeping one off after a pre-joint fest, uh, as were we all. <laughs> but uh, I think in his honor, as we do on the podcast, I think it's time to do a little tasting. And uh, we've got one from Kyle at 1840. Jesus, tell us about this one. I think it's their latest IPA. It's called One Day Sale. Uh, just the regular IPA, but it's typical 1840. Nice, smooth, crisp. It's a great beer. It's pretty fresh. It came out, uh, I think, a couple weeks ago. So we're on the edge, but I think it's still, nothing's fallen off. I think it's still a really good beer. Yeah, Kyle's really starting to have a distinctive flavor to his uh, hazy IPAs. I don't know if it's from the uh, svelte that he loves to use uh, to give that nice haze and that wheat flavor. Uh, He does love wheat beers. And there's a distinctive flavor that I'm getting in all of his hazies. That is definitively, this is 1840. But yeah, it's bright, it's crisp, it's, it's hoppy, it's smooth. Well, this one's a little more sessionable for him, too, at 6.4%. I mean, usually it's a, it's a big double. Very true. I mean, the, the joint beer fest beer that he did. Um, so in the first year, 1840 and Eagle Park settled on a recipe, and then they just kind of did it their own way. And that was the collaboration. It was a collaboration in name where the two brewers did something different. Well, Kyle kept the tradition of the joint IPA going. 1840 was responsible for the joint IPA. It was released at uh, the pre-joint beer fest on 419. Uh, who has memories of that beer? I remember it being pretty amazing, but also sneaky, sneaky strong. Yeah, it's one of the more danky uh, of the beers that they make. You know, generally a lot of galaxy, you know, tropical fruit juice. 
this one, it's hazy, but it's got those more West Coast kind of traditional style hops into it to give it that kind of, you know, dank kind of 420 style. I, I agree with Jim on that one. And Alex, I mean, being sneaky, sneaky high ABV was, was an understatement <laughs> because we consumed a lot of that at that the pre-joint Ooh. beer fest party. And it, yeah, it, it, it knocked us on our asses and it was, a, it was a rough Saturday morning going to a beer festival. Yeah, pro tip, uh, hit the food vendors if you're going to go to a pre-joint fest. <laughs> I actually picked up my case at the end. Uh, not a smart idea. <laughs> picked it up at the end. Missed the last step coming out. Smashed into a, a pole. Broke two bottles. Like it was. It was a scene, man. <laughs> that infamous last step. <laughs> <laughs> Went in, bought two more bottles because I ain't no bitch. <laughs> so walked out with a full case. Uh, this beer is tasting fantastic, though. Kyle's doing a great job. Um, he had a little bit of an issue there with uh, some oxidation in some of his beers. It seems like everything is working itself out this one is a week or two old jesus mm-hmm. two, weeks old. two weeks old and tasting just fantastic so well done kyle yeah congrats on the second anniversary a couple years a couple weeks ago yeah so let's talk about uh let's talk about some of the brewers that uh, that we interviewed in this first half of the episode we'll be coming back to you with another special beer from Eagle Park, uh, one of their most special beers that they've put out this year. But uh, before that, let's talk about uh, the brewers that we interviewed in the first half. No, this whole festival is actually pretty cool because it has that whole double entendre, you know, joint and, you know, partnership, joint 420. And it was really intriguing. I really love the theme. But some of my favorites were there. I mean, can you tell us about Untitled Art? I know Lion's Tail was there. So what kind of beers do those two you guys make? Well, Untitled Art was a pretty fun one. That was a lemon meringue, and you really could taste uh, some of that, that marshmallow that went into that one. That one that one turned out pretty fantastic. Lion's Tail, I would have thought they'd go hazy. You know, they're kind of known for that with the juice cloud. I even thought maybe, you know, with the, the success of their bomb pop that they've had, maybe they would go fruited. But wh- which way did they go, Andy? It was a, actually a white stout, a, a Twinkie-themed white stout. And it was, it was actually pretty darn good. It was pretty spot on for the Twinkie. Uh, it had a little bit of cake to it. Uh, it was more of that creamy mouthfeel, though, from the center of a Twinkie. Now, it sounds like there's kind of an ongoing theme here amongst all the styles of the beers. What was that? Well, uh, we'll talk to some of the brewers about that and get a definitive answer. But I think it was it was like munchies, you know, like what what, <laughs> why, what are you why craving? Why munchies after, be involved with four twenty? You know, late late at night on four twenty. What are you craving? <laughs> it's not uh, it's not a steak dinner. <laughs> it's more like uh, Twinkies and uh, lemon meringue pie and uh, salted bread, crunchberry cereal. Know, you know? In the words of Kyle, yeah. y'all y'all better take some notes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> now, Dangerous Man had a fun one too, right? Now, Dangerous Man did the Crunchberry Milkshake IPA. It's, uh, it was one of the more fruit-forward beers that we tried, uh, right up there with uh, the Drecker, which we'll talk about in the second half. But I, I thought it was, I was pretty impressed. What do you think, Andy? It's, a, it's basically a cereal-themed beer. Uh, you could you did get the Crunchberry flavor for it. Uh, Dangerous Man's doing some good stuff up there, but I mean, it was, it was quite tasty. There were some others that I liked a lot more, but it was it was still a very good beer overall. Yeah, I think that's the theme, is there was not a bad beer at this fest. Everything there, was really delicious. There was some that just knocked it out of the park, though. Mm-hmm. So uh, we also got a lot of information before the fest. Uh, if you want to go back and listen, um, kind of prime prime your motor, uh, we did a lot of interviews with uh, with breweries that before or even on their brew days. So to kind of get an idea of what went on before and what went on during, uh, uh, might be a nice change of pace, nice contrast. But we're going to get right into the interviews here. So 
we'll be coming at you with Untitled Art, Dangerous Man, Lion's Tail, and we'll sit down with the, the guys from Eagle Park so they can toot their own horns and uh, tell us about the beer fest. So, welcome to the Tap Takeover Podcast. We are here on the very day, 420, at Eagle Park for the Joint Beer Fest. And uh, I am speaking with... Adam from Untitled Art. So, Adam, when, when Eagle Park first approached you guys about uh, doing this very unique event, this collaborative event, uh, what, I don't know, what was, what was your first reaction when you heard about it? Uh, well, my first reaction was very honored to be able to be at a part of this event with some of these biggest breweries right now in the country. That being said, I'm really excited for the turnout uh, so far today. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, everybody coming through that gate looks very excited about today, about trying all these beers. Uh, tell us about the beer that you guys put together with Eagle Park. The beer that we did with Eagle Park um, is actually one of our favorite styles. Um, it's a hazy IPA with lemon and margarine in it. Um, incredibly balanced, really sweet body to it. Um, great mouthfeel. Yeah, so we're, we're trying it right now. This lemon meringue hazy IPA is really really good I, I think you guys nailed it absolutely at Eagle Park with their facility here too they just knocked it out of the park yeah so uh, what what else are you excited to try today what uh, what other collaborations did you see that uh, are kind of tripping your trigger well right now the Drucker boys are in town and I hear that their new uh, Blackberry Jam is quite uh, quite the beer to have um, I'm also looking forward to trying some other Lion's Tail. Don't really see a lot of them here myself, so I'm actually really looking forward to trying some of their beers. Nice. So, Untitled Art, you guys get out to uh, quite a few beer fests. Uh, can you talk about the, just the uniqueness of this one and the, the way that it was kind of put together? Yeah, so obviously here being in Milwaukee on 420, uh, being the joint fest, uh, basically baking that around, the, all the collaboration that they've done is really, really cool. Uh, right now in the beer scene, collaborations are coming to, be, coming to movement. And so being a part of an event where everybody is working together on a, on a nice beer. Awesome. And uh, for our listeners who are not familiar, uh, we, we sat down with, uh, with Isaac once upon a time, as well as Levi, to, to kind of talk during the, uh, the anniversary party. But uh, for our listeners who are not uh, familiar with you guys, what, uh, what can you tell them about Untitled Art? Give them, give them a reason to come on out to, uh, to the Madison area. Yeah, so uh, Untitled Art is uh, brewed over at Octopi Brewing in Wanakee. Octopi is one of the largest contract breweries right now in the Midwest. Um, what Untitled Art really does specialize in creating fun beers that let the beer tell the story. Um, a lot of their beers don't have names, and so basically when you're drinking that beer, you can decide for yourself what exactly it is in that beer. Um, yeah. Right, very cool. Well, thanks for uh, spending a couple minutes. We'll, we'll catch up with you a little later. Yeah. Andy here from the Tap Takeover Podcast, and we are here today at the Joint Beer Festival at Eagle Park, and we are speaking with... Uh, Alexander Jones from uh, Dangerous Man Brewing. Awesome. So tell us a little bit about your uh, Crunchberry collaboration you guys did for the festival today with Eagle Park. Yeah, so uh, yeah, we did a, I think the official name is like the Colossal Berry uh, Crunch Milkshake IPA. And uh, we did that because uh, we're both, both our brewery and Eagle Park are kind of crushing the milkshake game. And so we were like, hey, this is something that we're both like good at, and you guys want to make it weird and throw cereal in the in the brewing process? So, <laughs> like, sure, why not? So, yeah. Awesome. So, what do you think of the event so far? Have you ever have you ever been a part of a collaboration festival before? Uh, yeah, we have a kind of a miniature one in Minneapolis with I think it's expanded to like 16 breweries. I'll do a collab beer, and then it's it's more standard beer festival style. So that's the only like real collaboration fest that I'm super familiar with. We did one in 
Colorado uh, just a couple weeks ago that was more similar to your standard style of like booths, pouring, that kind of thing. I love this model. I think this is like super cool and a great way to have your own little beer festival, but it's like the guys here were like, no, what do you guys want to make? So it was, it was really like, yeah, let's have like your beer on tap here and how can we, you know, let's do this fun thing where, yeah, let's brew it and then you guys just come hang out. Like, yeah. you it's don't awesome. have to it's, do anything crazy. It has a lot to do with like a lot of the antiquated laws in Wisconsin right now as far as uh -huh. bringing beer in from another state, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so you're, you're happy the way it turned out? Yeah, we were, uh, we tried it just a little bit ago and it was ran over to the guys and was like, this tastes exactly like I think what we all wanted it to be. I think it's, I think it's dead on. Feel, feel real good about it. So for some of our listeners uh, that might be vacationing in Minnesota this summer, uh, why don't you tell them where you're located and what to expect if they come out to visit you? Yeah, for sure. So we're in Northeast Minneapolis on like 13th and the 2nd, and we're we're pretty unique. We don't distribute at all, so the only place to get our beer is at the tap room, and we've got a little growler shop that you can get beer to go. But we're, I mean, don't don't look now at something that you really want to drink there. Uh, and then vacation in July. Sure, constantly rotating. We're, yeah, the we're lines. rotating through stuff all all the time. We've got, I think, currently we have 18 beers on tap. It's it's a lot of changing, but uh, we we've got we've got kind of something for everybody. So this not being the first collaboration you've done, um, sp specifically in Milwaukee, uh, uh, why don't you tell us about the other one you've done? Uh, yeah, so we collabed with uh, 1840 pretty recently and uh, brewed a raw IPA. We left out one of the essential pieces of the process in brewing, boiling, and we raised the temperature uh, enough to pasteurize the, the wort, and then uh, then just sent it over into the uh, fermenter and treated it like a normal, any other normal hoppy beer that we brew. But yeah, it's really interesting. It's, uh, I mean, it definitely feels more raw you you really like taste the the grit of the grain and and that kind of stuff so it's uh it was it was interesting but it was super fun to work with uh kyle at 1840 uh we loved working with these guys and we're hoping to do some more stuff out here too awesome thank you very much for your time yeah right on cheers thank you Alex here again with the uh, Tap Takeover Podcast here at the Joint Beer Fest at Eagle Park, and I'm here with Alex. Good to see you again. So Alex from Lion's Tail Brewing, uh, tell us about the uh, collaboration, and uh, I don't know, just tell us about uh, when Eagle Park reached out to you guys about this really unique beer fest. What, uh, what was your reaction? Sure. Well, we uh, did a collaboration with them last summer, and we kind of hit it off, had a lot of, lot of fun doing it, and I think we you know, kind of enjoyed each other's styles and wanted to do another project. And this came up and sounded like a really ambitious project, but uh, sounded awesome. You know, 10 collaborations on one day for 420. And we started thinking we didn't want to do like a weed-themed beer or a dank IPA. So we thought, munchies, what can we do? And Eric said something about Twinkies. And I'd been, I'd been thinking Golden Stout recently. So, yes, Golden Twinkie Stout, let's do it. Yeah, we, we were talking with Eric earlier, and he said you guys just wanted to get a little weird with it, and I, I, I respect that. It's a collaboration, so you got to have fun with it. At the end of the day, you got to do something outside of both your comfort zones and just have some fun. And White Stouts are kind of clowned on a little bit, but I think the one we made is pretty killer. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, so uh, probably not, not something in my wheelhouse, but uh, the guys at Eagle Park are great with weird flavors and making big beers happen like that. Uh, so it's fun to work with them. 
So are you guys pretty happy with the way everything turned out? Are you getting the good, uh, the Twinkie flavors and everything in there? Yeah, it's it's a tough beer doing Twinkie because Twinkies are so insanely sweet. And when you when you taste one side to side with the beer, the beer doesn't have the sweetness a real Twinkie is. But I don't know if anybody could drink a beer like that. So we tried to balance it, make it drinkable, but also give it give you that kind of Twinkie Twinkie flavor. So, so give you the residual sweetness that a Twinkie gives you, but not the full on diabetes. Right. But <laughs> well, we appreciate that. Yeah. All right, so, uh, you know, I, I encourage all of our listeners, if you haven't listened to the Lion's Tail episode, go back and check it out. But uh, for folks who aren't familiar, uh, what can they expect coming on out to, uh, to, to Lion's Tail? Well, we've got five beers coming out in the next three weeks. Our next one coming out is called 110%. It's a New England IPA, uh, really dank. Uh, we use uh, Calypso, Cashmere, and Citra, kind of the new three C's of, uh, of hazy IPAs. So that's coming out next week. We've got a Mosaic APA. We've got a double IPA called Radioactive. The Barrel Age Sour. The Barrel Age Sour is coming out in a couple weeks. Uh, so yeah, we're, we've got a, a busy April and May for sure. Uh, we do have our Craft Beer Week Festival on Friday, May 17th up, up at the brewery grounds. Uh, shameless plug. Shameless plug, <laughs> Friday, 3 p.m. We like those. <laughs> so uh, any plans for the summer? Any more uh, big collaborations going on? Yeah. Yes, for sure. Uh, we are going to unveil a uh, sample uh, of some of the summer beers um, at the Craft Beer Week Festival. We are we are also doing a collaboration with Badger State Brewing. I can't tell you what it's going to be, but you're going to want to be there. That's going to be a good one. So we've been looking for a, a project to do with Badger State for quite a while, so we're going to team up for a release uh, Craft Beer Week. It's completely out of both of our comfort zones, but I think the crowd and... Everybody who enjoys craft beer will be really excited. It's something that this state hasn't done yet. And I've never looked at, uh, you know, drum or tote pricing for fruit products, but uh, that'll be my my hint that I drop. That we're we're bulk sh- bulk price shopping for a lot of fruit right now. So so it's gonna be a cool project. That'll come out uh, craft beer week and debut at the festival. That's cool. I, you know, it's really refreshing that you guys have already made a name for yourselves, but you guys are still challenging yourselves as far as processes and stuff like that to, to come up with new stuff all the time. So kudos to you guys. Kudos to you guys for challenging yourselves. Yeah, cheers, and thanks for uh, spreading the word. Appreciate it. Awesome. Well, Alex and Eric, uh, thank you guys for spending some time with us. All right, cheers. Alex here with the Tap Takeover Podcast, and today's the day, 420 Eagle Park Joint Beer Fest, here with uh, Jackson and Max. Tell us, uh, what what does this feel like to you guys? This must be like the culmination of all your dreams coming true. It's been a lot of work. What what are you guys feeling today? I, I guess like we're, we're relieved it's the day. I, I, I woke up today and I was like, wow, this is that day. We've been talking about for like three months. We've been prepping for three months, the beer designs, the logos, the cans. Like, I mean, there's a lot of work that went into like just this one day because it wasn't just like we, you know, put some beer on tap. The packaging of it, we went down to the wire. We packaged the last beer yesterday. So all the cans were packaged this week. It's like crazy fresh. And uh, it, it feels really good to finally be here. And now that the crowds are settled in and I'm a little bit uh, less on nerve. Jackson, what do you think about the collaborations? Are you pretty happy with the way everything came out? I mean, the beer's tasting fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I uh, I really liked every beer hit what I was hoping to target. It was definitely a lot of playing around with a lot of them and making sure that, you know, the, the bl- blending was definitely the challenge. Personal taste is 
is uh, hard to overcome, you know, so it was a lot of letting everyone in the brewery try it because, you know, a lot of the breweries were here for brew day, but they weren't here to help me blend and, and say, okay, this is perfect. So it was up to me to, to deem these beers ready. Yeah, it was, uh, it was definitely a challenge, but now that they're all packaged and they've been sitting around for a couple of days, they've really opened up all of them. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm really pleased with, with how they, they turned out. I, I'm definitely going to need a year to re- recover from this, but yeah, I'm really happy. Nice to have your tanks free again to yes. <laughs> do what you guys would like to do. Yes, back to back to business as usual. So uh, yeah, very excited for, for today and very excited to uh, keep pumping out more beer. So what's, uh, what, what kind of feedback are you getting? Uh, you know, I, I see you guys mingling with the crowd. What's, uh, what's everybody saying? Are they having a good time? Yes, it seems like everyone I talk to is having a good time. We'll... we'll well, I'm sure that'll continue to change as the day goes on. So, but yeah, it it, it everyone seems to really be uh, digging the beers, and and uh, it's cool because, you know, we wanted to make sure when we when we designed these beers that it was a variety, you know, a couple of stouts, a couple of IPAs, a couple of fruited beers, a couple of sours, really get a good blend because we wanted to make sure you know not every beer is going to be everyone's. They're not going to love every beer, but you know, if we can find a couple out of the ten, it'd be great. Yeah, I mean, every single one of the beers on tap today is just the joint collab beers we did. So we're not serving anything else. So I think it goes a long way to show how awesome the craft beer, our friends are amazing. Our other breweries we worked with are amazing. And uh, I think we're just really fortunate to be in a situation to be able to do something like this, let alone have people buy tickets and show up, which is just really, it's a really good feeling. So what what are two of your favorites? What, what do you guys like the best out there so far? I don't know. They're, they're all my children. <laughs> I really like the Southern Grist collab we did with the Bahama Mama with the pineapple, tart cherry, and uh, coconut. I think it just—it's it, it, just really cool. We've never done a sour like that before, yeah. so I think that for us that was really fun. And I think uh, both the stouts are absolutely ridiculously rad because they're just big old monsters. Yeah, I—I I really like the salted pretzel stout, triple dry hopped IPA that we did with Lupulin turned out really nice, and Bahama Mama was really good for Southern Grist. I mean, I don't know. I like them all in their own in their own way and for what what they. Uh, were designed to be so I just kind of I would say it just depends on my mood I mean yesterday I probably had about four very crunch milkshake IPAs and I was loving the hell out of it so maybe today it's something different but so are these just all one time only is there any plans to reproduce any of them in the future I don't know I think I think we'll kind of see what the outcome is and see what 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 people like and I'm not I'm never gonna say no you know it's not a possibility we're open. I mean, if something is crazy well loved, I'll bring it back. I'd be, I'd be really happy if that was the case. Well, we just want to say thank you guys again. We feel really privileged, really honored to to be able to cover this with you guys. Yeah, thanks for having us, and uh, thanks for taking a little time and a very, very busy day to uh, to just talk with us about these collaborations. Thank you for having. Thank you for coming. Thanks, guys. Cheers, dude. It's awesome. That's right. So welcome back from the the first set of interviews, the 420 Joint Beer Fest Collaboration Festival. Hope you enjoyed all that information you got from Max and Jackson at uh, Eagle Park. And th- that interview was actually before they, they actually made the announcement about their new brewery, too. So that's why nothing of that was included in there. Yeah, they were playing it pretty tight to the vest at it, that point. It was the worst kept secret in the city, <laughs> if you were a craft beer fan. Come on now. But it's great to hear from them. They really took a lot of pride in uh, bringing all these breweries together. And uh, I think in their honor, 
I think it's only fitting that we do the barrel-aged booze for breakfast. The Probably the biggest release that Eagle Park has ever had. Oh, yeah. Wow. Uh, this is really tasty. Oh, my God. This has got a ton of maple flavor. Fantastic bourbon. Uh, some vanilla is coming through. It, this is this is tasting really good. Right. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Yeah. To a great fest and a great episode here. Yeah, this is... So we tried this a couple months ago when this originally came out, and uh, I think the maple has settled down a little bit, and I'm, I am getting some nice uh, some nice barrel notes. What are you getting, Andy? Definitely getting the barrel notes. Uh, there's still lots of bourbon in it, it's, but it's not hot. It's smooth, nice, nice viscous mouthfeel, which is a tasty, tasty liquid. So, Jesus, you're uh, you're a member of the the VIP club at uh, at Eagle Park, so you were able to get this the night before, is that right? Yep. But uh, this is, is so different because we had it uh, right away, and smooth is you can't even say, that doesn't even give it enough of a description because it's just amazing. So, tell us about the other variants that came out with this one. There was a uh, a blueberry pancake variant. There was a cinnamon French toast variant, and then the the regular the base beer, the booze for breakfast. Did you have a favorite be uh, between the four? I just like the regular the base beer or the base booze for breakfast is always a, a good one. The other one, those adjuncts are hit and miss for me sometimes, you know. But the the base one was my favorite, or I should say second favorite, because this is by far a, a, an amazing beer. Yeah. Andy, you got to try all of them at the uh, at the brewery on the release date. Which uh, which one did you care for? Uh, it's definitely the barrel age. Yeah, that that's number one overall. Then then probably the base and the French toast. I you know I'm not that big a fan of blueberries. Um, they did have a problem with that with canning, and you know they uh, took all of them back. Whatever whoever had cans of them, so they had a problem with uh, what exploding cans. And you know, that seems to be a theme with a lot of craft breweries and, and their canning lines right now is, you know, it's a it's a hit or miss business, and they, they seem to have uh, gotten some new equipment. They worked out the case. Exactly. Yes, so a pasteurizer. That should hopefully uh, cut out any problems that they have in the future and hopefully cut out any problems that they would have at the new brewery. Jim, did you get to try any of the uh, the different variants, and uh, what are you thinking of the booze for breakfast overall? The, the whole yeah, lot? I've only ever had the original. I've had that a few times, and uh, this burn barrel version is is fantastic i mean the original is really good but the bourbon notes uh on the nose as well as that oak coming through on the initial palate is this is a fantastic beer how about compared to the very first uh booze for breakfast do you remember that one it was part of their uh their experimental line well how does this compare to that you know, it definitely seems like they've uh, been able to change their recipe a bit. Uh, the bitterness has gone down. Uh, there's no hotness at all. The original was a touch hot. And uh, the viscosity, the, the body and the mouthfeel has, has definitely increased as well. So uh, they've been improving this. And it is, they've, they, Jackson has been able to take all the knowledge he's learned over these past few years, uh, which has been tremendous, what he's been able to do and just incorporate in this version. And it, this is up there with every burn barrel stout that's out there right now for our first barrel age release too i mean this is really knocking out of the park it makes me excited for their next release which i believe is a barley wine barrel age barley wine so let's talk about uh, some of the other brewers that we talked with at this fest we got some heavy hitters here in the second half uh we've got microphone We've got Phase 3, which, uh, you know, is Sean Burns, uh, formerly of Moore Brewing. He kind of put them on the map and not, is now putting his own brewery on the map. And uh, Lupulin and Drecker are newfound neighbors from uh, from North Dakota. And 
Now, come to think of it, one last brewer that we were not able to get, I'm not even sure that they were at the fest. They I were not. They had, I, a, they had other obligations. So, Southern Grist had one of the best beers at the festival. Andy, what was that? Yeah, the Bahama Mama Sour. And, I mean, it tasted exactly like a Bahama Mama. It was a phenomenal beverage. And I think it was the first beer that, I mean, it's the only beer that Eagle Park's reproduced from the festival so far. And I think they oh, knew that yeah. at the festival. When we talked to the guys from Eagle Park off the record, they said the first one that we're going to be redoing is the Bahama Mama. It, they knocked that one just out of the park. That, that's really awesome. Uh, of these next four beers, other than the Bahama Mama, uh, what was your favorite? Uh, for me, it, it had to been the Drecker. I mean, there was some heavy-hitting stouts there from Microphone and Phase 3, and the Triple IP from Lupulin was, was off the charts good. But the, the Blueberry Pie Sour from Drecker was... I actually got the first pour of it at the festival, and it was like a smoothie beer. That's how thick and viscous it was. I mean, I had to wash my glass out twice after I was done drinking it. I, I got the second one, and it was not as thick. I was very jealous. He was he was chewing his on my, on the way down. I was just sipping. So amazing, Drecker. I would say Drecker was also my favorite, uh, followed by the Bahama Mama. Phase three's... Uh, tr- chocolate-covered salted pretzel. It's amazing that they were able to get those flavors without actually adding pretzels. I've seen a couple uh, couple breweries doing something. I think Explorium and Microphone have been do, done something yeah, recently. Recent. Yeah. But uh, they actually put the pretzels with the chocolate into the into the brew. This one was done with more like biscuity malts to, to approximate the pretzel flavors. Um, again, if you go back to and listen to the, uh, the pre-Joint Fest coverage that we did with Phase 3, talking about their new production facility and, uh, and everything a lot more detail but um, some really great conversations yeah so you mentioned microphone always my favorite they get more of a presence up here which is awesome what they bring they brought the, the chunky monkey stout and I, I believe it was their lowest yield beer for for this the collaboration <laughs> festival but it was it was phenomenal I mean it tasted just like chunk- never disappoint. It, it tasted just like chunky monkey ice cream how do you do that in a beer now, yield was important in a way because did not all the uh, fest goers get an opportunity to buy a uh, collection of these beers to take home with them? Well, it actually came with the ticket price. Uh, regular mission got you a four-pack. If you were a VIP, you got two. So you got to take it home. great part for the city of Milwaukee is you know, all the beers were still on tap for like a couple days after the festival, too. So it was, it was, it was a good, good weekend for the city of Milwaukee at Eagle Park. Yeah, absolute rousing success. I, I thought the microphone beer was great. I was worried that the banana wasn't quite going to work, but I thought it worked perfectly with all the other uh, adjuncts in that beer. They're just they're killing it. Yeah, I guess finally Luplin. What would they bring? So that was a that was a triple IPA. It was a hazy uh, hazy triple IPA. I thought it was really good. Uh, I think it it was the only IPA at the fest. Is that right, Andy? No, joint beer fest. I... And then wasn't there a milkshake? Okay. It was one of six IPs. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> it was a it was a great version of a triple IPA. I thought it was a lot smoother than a triple IPA typically is. You know, in in, in my experience, yeah, well, there was no hotness to it at all. Yeah. It was just went down smooth, beautiful mouthfeel. Yeah, Lupulin, they're they're doing some really fun things up there. Yeah, they are. They had their own festival, I believe, a couple weeks later too. Yeah, so that's the breweries that you're going to be hearing from in this next part. Microphone, Phase 3, Lupulin, and Drecker. And uh, there will be no conclusion. We're we're already in our cups, so uh, we'll let you know that this has been a solid non-fail production. But uh, listen to these next four brewers tell their stories. Bye, 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 B
Alright, here again at the Joint Beer Fest at Eagle Park. Today's the day, 420, and we are here with Mr. Collaboration himself, Mike Palin from Microphone. Mike, uh, what, what does this day mean to you? What, what was it like having these guys reach out to you and describe this unique event that they're putting together? I mean, it's it's case in point, Eagle Park has kind of put themselves on the map this year. They've just been killing it, and uh, we, we did a collaboration earlier on the year, they went with us, and then when they decided to do this concept for this fest, and they asked me, I'm like, without a doubt, man, I'd love to be up here. Um, there's some weird rules in Wisconsin where they, they're not allowed to have outside beer on draft, so they can only have stuff brewed in Wisconsin. And so a way around that was to say, hey, we want to throw on Fest, let's bring all the breweries we love in, do some collabs, showcase them all one day, and go to town from there. So it's, it's a huge undertaking for a brewery to do this. We got ourselves in the same situation we did Fobab last year. We had six collabs in five days. Um, it's, it's a rigorous process to even plan on the, the front side to make sure you got tanks cleaned cleared out, emptied out, and then have all the ingredients, have all the guys come up, and just some crazy long days, and then you got a deadline. It's not like you can just be like, oh, they'll, they'll be done when they're done. You have a hard deadline of getting these things packaged, ready to be served for the fest. So kudos to all the guys over here at Eagle Park. Uh, I mean, to be able to bang out is this many collaborations, have them canned, have that sexy artwork that they did. It was, I, I love the idea, I love the concept, and it's a great way to bring a bunch of out-of-state brewers to Milwaukee to, to kind of have a great great fest. And I mean, you guys know this weather. It's been wonky all over the place. <laughs> Last yeah. Sunday we had a blizzard, and the next on Tuesday it was 70 and 80. And it's like, yesterday, to was, yesterday <laughs> was how windy. I mean, like, I mean, I talked to uh, Kyle at 1840. He's like, we couldn't even put a tent up yesterday. It was just so windy. Thankfully, uh, everything cleared, and sun's out, gun's out, and here we are. So it's awesome. Tell us about the beer, uh, the Chunky Monkey. Uh, how, how do you think it came out? Is it exactly to specs? Were there some happy accidents? What's yeah, I, uh, I mean... I will not lie, we're, we're, we're ones to kind of take our time with our beer and give it that due process. And so when we looked at the calendar of when to do this collaboration, it was on my part. We had a bunch of stuff coming up with CBC and we had um, family spring break and all that stuff. And I just, I just, I couldn't get up here when they wanted initially. And we're like, all right, we squeezed it in a date. And I'm like, I really hope this is going to be done in time. And came here to try it today. And I'm not going to lie, guys, I was incredibly hungover today. My, uh, my family surprised me at our uh, release for the Orange Julius beer at Exploring last night. And when uh, I think somebody to see family, we just have a really good time. So we shot some pool and drank some high lifes until 3 in the morning, and I woke up this morning not feeling the best. But I uh, got here, had uh, two sips of Chunky Monkey, and I'm back. I think it's just that diabetes type 2 and brought me right back to life. So here we are. And I think those guys nailed it. Honestly, uh, we, the concept came around like they wanted to do some kind of ice cream inspired beer. And they said, let's let's look at the Ben and Jerry's lineup. Like, what would what would be cool? And I'm like, well, I love fish food, but that's a really hard one to replicate. I'm like, but my second favorite is Chunky Monkey, and that that's a, a, a pretty easy ingredient to kind of to look at that that ice cream and go, this is what's in it. So let's make that beer. So yeah, it's a, a bit beefy stout. It's their biggest stout they've ever made here, and it's got banana puree. It's got vanilla, coconut nibs walnut all the good stuff and some of that that scary word lactose guys got lactose in there <laughs> or milk sugar is the cool kids say nowadays but yeah i think i think it turned out amazing it's incredibly incredibly thick and smooth bananas there walnuts there vanilla's there i think i think it should be served with a spoon i really do <laughs> but yeah it's uh the, the funny story about that whole beer was that um i had suggested using the banana puree we use and it's from a place in uh Niles, Illinois, so about 10 minutes from my house. And uh, it was being delivered the day we brewed, and we had planned to use it in the Whirlpool. They're tracking the shipment, 
and literally the truck got to that bridge over there would not come under the bridge decided to not go around and come over here but decided <laughs> to drive all the way back to Niles Illinois what so I had to, I had to go pick it up oh and think I was coming up to Milwaukee anyway to go see the Brewers play um, that Sunday so I picked it up and dro- dropped it off here but it wasn't according to plan, but it, it all turned out great. I really, really like the beer. Um, I think people who are having it here have come up to me and said it's their favorite so far today. Um, maybe they're just blowing smoke up. I don't know, but uh, I appreciate that, guys. Um, I, I bet they said I, that I, to the Drecker folks. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> hey, that Drecker beer is my favorite so far. I think that uh, thing nails that on the part. That Drecker one turned out great. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, I think we, 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 it, it turned out perfect. I don't think I would change anything about it, except get it more available. Let's make it again and get it out there again. So. So you're uh, you're you're not unfamiliar with collaborations in Wisconsin. Uh, being a Wisconsin, you know, born and raised guy yourself. How did uh, how did that Orange Julius uh, Mulrads beer turn out? Were you happy with that one? I'm really happy with that beer, and that's part of why the danger happened last night. Um, <laughs> it's just too easy to drink. I think they they really amped up the orange part of it and the vanilla and it melded and, and made that Orange Julius inspired IPA. And when we first sat down, and this is a this is a recipe that took us about a year and a half to make. Mike and I met, uh, Mike Doble from Exordium, and I met down in uh, Tampa during Hunapu Day, and I shared the story of how I grew up not too far from that mall, and I would save my money to go buy video games at that mall, and, and uh, he's like, well, you got to come up, and we got to do a beer called Mall Rats. I'm like, let's do it. And naturally, like, when we think about a mall as a kid, Orange Julius was always a big part of that. Sad thing, I went and I walked that whole entire mall yesterday, there's not a single Orange Julius in that mall, Whoa. which is depressing. So... I thought we'd have a good uh, good photo op with us all drinking some Orange Julius's. <laughs> At least getting some bendy straws for the beer, but it didn't happen. Um, that beer is uh, just, it's so smooth. Right now it's only available on Draft and Crawlers. I think uh, we talked about doing a second batch and getting into cans. We also talked about doing Mallrats 2.0. So a lot of people were like, hey, you guys dropped the ball and didn't do the uh, chocolate covered pretzel. I'm like, I get it. That that wasn't the I, the name initially when we came up with the concept of the beer. So yeah, we'll do Mallrats 2.0 and do the chocolate covered pretzel up there. I'll tell you what, if we could talk about something non-beer related for just a second, uh, you know, prepare our listeners, but uh, you, you have, you talked about, Go Brewers! How, you talked about <laughs> how you ran into uh, Mike Doble down in Tampa. You have kind of a knack for running into people in weird situations, including myself. Uh, so uh, we could tell the story a little there bit. There it is. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're at a, Go a Brewers. Brewers I wasn't far off. game yeah, last yeah, year, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh, Rocky series. So Brewers did great. Uh, I think one of the Brewers hit a home run. We're, we're each of us are sitting in seats that were not our own. Yep. We both <laughs> I, migrated down to uh, it was like a later inning, and some people had given up. We didn't yeah. give up faith, and we came down from way up in the nosebleeds. Sat down by my uh, my uncle's friend. Sat right behind him, and then yeah, that home run blasted off. I'm slapping the guys in front of us. Turn around, slap the guys behind us, and oh my god, it's you! <laughs> <laughs> and it was one of those moments I go, because my, my uncle's like. He's just fascinated with the whole business and how microphone's doing, and he's like, "This is so cool." And we ran to some people in the parking lot. He's like, "It just, it just blows my mind." And then that happened, and he's like, "Dude, this is just too weird." I'm like, "It's awesome. It's fantastic." So, no, I'm a, even though I live in Illinois and I'm a fib and nowadays, classified by my license plate as Mike Doble said when we, I pulled up to the collaboration Explorium. He's like, "That fib license plate." I'm like, "God, I'm a tried and true Wisconsinite for life." And the Brewers are always be my team. Even though my wife and my kids are basically Cubs fans now, which just, just tears me apart. Well, I, think, I think Wisconsin is ready to welcome you back anytime oh, yeah, that you'd know, like right? to. Uh, all day, all day. Like yeah, to I have mean, microphones to you up here. We got we got our uh, we got our expansion done. We've got one more expansion in the works in Chicago at our current place, and then after that, maybe we'll consider that whole idea of coming back up here finally. So I'd love it. I mean, I, I 
Wisconsin is a special, special place, and I think uh, the beer community has just developed so much these last four years. Um, it's exciting to see, and I, I know we have a great market up here, but I also wouldn't want to take anything away from these guys who are killing it here. I mean, 1840 and Explorium and uh, Eagle Park and Black Husky. There's just like, the, the, the list goes on and on now. I looked at the, the, the map yesterday, and I'm like, holy cow, I think it was like 60-some? Yeah. That's yeah. crazy. It's, what a, it's what a difference a couple years makes. I know, because right? when we looked at it, honestly, it's we, we had the system shipped up to my uh, my uh, stepdad's place over Ethan Bruce over there we were ready to go up here but it just it wasn't right for it it wasn't, it wasn't here and here we are today and it's alive and well in Milwaukee guys so keep it going yeah absolutely well you made my day at uh, at that Miller uh, Park game uh, that, that Brewers playoff game and you're making our day here today with this amazing beer can so. we agree to always call it Miller Park by the way yes I think we should <laughs> my dad used to work at Miller and uh, we got like early promo stuff for the stadium and I got like a signed ball and uh, I get this like sweet tacker, and I'm like, how can it not be Miller Park? Like that sign is perfectly built for that little spot. And that, just when you when you think about Milwaukee Brewers, like Miller, it, it really frustrates me. Yeah, I, I, nothing against Miller. It's Sam like Sears Tower. It'll always yeah. be Sears Tower. It'll always be Miller Mar- Miller Park for sure. Absolutely. Well, hey, thanks for taking a little time and, uh, and talking about that amazing collaboration. Sounds good. Cheers, guys. All right, Alex here at Eagle Park's Joint Beer Fest, and we are here with uh, with Sean from from Phase Three. Uh, Sean, what has this event been like, and what what was it like when these guys reached out to you uh, about such a, an amazing, unique event? Yeah, uh, well, thank you for having me. First off, uh, the event here is pretty incredible, actually. Uh, what a what an awesome space for a for a nice a nice fest. It, it started a little cold, but the sun's out now. Everyone's drinking some good beer. It's a good time. Yeah, when they reached out, it was just like uh, let's let's uh, figure out figure out what we're gonna do. We decided the the pretzel stout. What, what's fun about it is you know I was I'm able to come here for you know the brew day and 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 obviously have part in that. We talked about the recipe and then and then after that it was uh for for this particular beer it was very I don't want to over exaggerate but it was challenging in some respect. Uh, just like all right, how are we gonna how do we really achieve pretzel? In a beer, and, and uh, you know the two elements of pretzels, bit, or, 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 or in the in the style that we're doing, chocolate covered pretzel. The three elements is obviously chocolate, salt, and then like that biscuity pretzel thing. Um, so we were prepared to have to throw pretzels in the beer. Were, were there any pretzels in this beer? We actually did not use any pretzels. We were prepared to though. We were ready to. We actually achieved a lot of the biscuity malt profile from uh, from some of the, or I'm sorry, some of the biscuity pretzel profile from from the malt. Uh, so we used uh, Victory Malt, and that, that lended like a hand in some of the finish of this beer. Um, and then we actually used salt in the boil, so we added just enough, I think, borderlining, where if we used much more, it would have turned into you know a salty beer. But I think we, we restrained it enough, almost like a good Gosa, where it's it's there as like a, an a accent flavor to accentuate some of the other flavors in the beer. Um, and then we aged it on cocoa nibs, and yeah, I mean, I think I, the body on it's amazing. We used a lot of oats, really, uh, you know, boost that body, give it a full flavor without getting too sweet, you know, keeping the residual sugar in check, but but keeping the body high. So I'm, I'm actually really happy with how Jackson kind of finished it out. And yeah, I'm, I got here and I'm happy with it. It's great. So I, I was curious to ask you about the salt because you had mentioned in the preview episode that you'd worked with salt a little bit in Gosa's and yeah. stuff like that. Yep. What was that like putting uh, putting salt into a stout? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how we came up with a number. I, we, I know we were, we were uh, doing some benchtop trials while I was here. Uh, just like adding salt to uh, a stout that we were drinking that day. 
just kind of finding where that threshold was and I think we scaled it up I'm not even I, I, I honestly can't remember hundred uh, percent of how we did it but yeah we, we basically kind of just went with our gut instinct and you know I, I can't remember off the top of my head how much how many ounces of salt but we had just enough where it was like it's there but it's not disgusting it's not like salt water yeah I think it worked out good so for you it's got to be relaxing to come up here and party after a very busy week uh, with your <laughs> with your first can drop yes how does it feel for you Evan and Brittany finally coming to fruition here with the first drop it hasn't sunk in completely yet this morning was the first time I think I realized what just happened but I haven't processed it completely it was an incredible experience uh, one that I, none of us will ever forget I, I'm sure of that and uh, we're, we're kind of just excited to kind of see what we can do from here on out and how the momentum is able to uh, stay and uh, I don't know it, it's nice to be up here though drinking some beer in the sun and kind of not really working now we're, we're able to kind of enjoy and just have some fun so uh, we're not taking advantage of this at all this is just well well deserved by all of us and uh, yeah it's got to be great. So you've been doing some of those Meet the Brewer series with this first yeah. drop. Yeah. Um, is that something you're going to continue to do? Oh, for sure. So so we definitely went a little stronger on this first drop just to kind of basically say thank you to everyone who supported us, uh, especially the bottle shops who reached out to us wanting our beer. And then the bottle shops, you know, we only have so many people uh, working right now uh, with us, uh, you know, the three of us basically. So we could only go s split off so many different ways, but uh, we hit uh Six, six different bottle shops over the course of uh, two days, five of them uh, yesterday. But yeah, we'll, we'll definitely do that, probably not every time, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll make our rounds and make sure that we, we show appreciation to all the bottle shops that uh, carried us on our first round and, and reached out to us and showed support from day one. Those are the places that we'll never forget and we'll always make sure that you know, we show a little extra appreciation to until Un, 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 until we stop brewing, which hopefully is never, right? That, that's the goal, so. So you've been to a lot of beer releases, a lot of beer fests, that kind of thing. How, how cool is it to not have to even pour your beer? Just walk around, talk I, with the fans. <laughs> I love it, actually. This is this is the best part of, of uh, some of the best beer, beer fests that I've gone to is, is when I don't have to pour beer. I get to talk a little bit more. Uh, I don't have to feel rushed when, uh, you know, someone's up at, at our booth or our table grabbing a beer and I just got to kind of get them out of the way so I can get to the next person behind them. I can actually walk around, mingle a little bit. Uh, so I'm having, I'm having fun. That's, it's a good, it's a good part of this fest actually. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy with how, uh, Jackson and, and, and the rest of the, the Eagle Park crew kind of went about this and, and kind of made sure it was a, just a fun time for everyone. So hats off to them for sure. Like can't say a, thank you enough. It's been a pretty common theme with everybody we've talked to. Hats yeah. off to uh, to Eagle Park and the way they put this together. I'm Amazing sure it guys. Extra work on them, but they, you know, they put it on their shoulders and they are they are carrying it off right yep. now. Yep, I agree. They're they're, they're, they're great guys up here. Uh, all the collab beers. I haven't made my way through all of them, uh, but I've I've tried I think three or four of them so far. Any uh, any favorites so far? Uh, I actually really liked. I, again, I haven't tried them all. Uh, I really liked the uh, the Drecker. Uh, the oh, yeah. the blueberry uh, pie kind of in, inspired one that was that's that was pretty incredible it smells just like blueberry cobbler it's pretty incredible if you if, if you haven't tried it try it for sure well hey thanks for uh, taking a little time and uh, can't wait to come down and uh, spend some time with you and Evan down at the brewery yeah we'll we'll hopefully see uh, I think next week at at, yeah. at Mike's fest so yep. maybe we'll do it again like and catch up week. all right awesome. thanks Sean. thanks 
Alex here with the Tap Takeover Podcast here at Eagle Park Joint Beer Fest, and I'm speaking with uh, Aaron Zierd, uh head brewer at Lupulin Brewing Company, Big Lake, Minnesota. All right, so we uh, we did a little preview episode with you, and uh, the beer that you guys were making sounded amazing. How how do you think it turned out? What uh, what were what are your notes on the collaboration? Um, I think it turned out great. To give you specific notes, I'd probably have to grab another glass and. <laughs> I've had a, I've had a few other beers to yeah. drink since then this morning and afternoon, but no, I think I think it turned out really nice. nice. Uh, triple dry hop, New England double IPA, Nelson, Big Secret, Citra, perfectly executed. Uh, if, if I do say so myself. Yeah, no, I had one earlier. It, I thought it it turned out really great. The blending on that was fantastic. Sometimes you do those triple IPAs, it can come off a little hot, and I thought this one was really well done. Tell us about uh, Jackson and uh, Max and, and Jake when they reached out to you about this uh, this really unique event. What uh, what was your reaction? Have, have you ever done anything like this exactly? Uh, this is probably our first time doing an event quite like this. I thought when Jackson reached out to me that it was an uh, absolute yes, we want to be involved. We kind of have a, a few mutual connections that got us connected that exchanged our contact information with each other that led to them reaching out to us. But, no, I mean, the collaboration festival idea is is just really, really fun. And I, I do have to say that out of all the collabs that we've done, this was probably one of the, the most enjoyable, most informative, educational. Jackson and, and the rest of the team here were very open and friendly and hospitable and uh, yeah, 100% really happy to have, have signed on to do this. Very cool. So uh, you said you've tried a number of the beers today. Do you have any uh, any favorites besides the one that you guys did? Uh, I thought the, the Bahama Mama inspired uh, fruited sour from uh, Southern Grist was great. I, I really enjoyed the Untitled Art, the Lemon Meringue IPA. I thought it was a really nice lemon meringue flavor without being overly sweet. Still had a nice... Like fairly dry finish, uh, which I'm definitely looking for in an IPA. Even the hazy, juicy IPAs kind of wanted to finish dry. So, yeah, those are probably my two standouts. I mean, they've they've all been nothing has been disappointing today. So, in talking right before we started recording here, you're uh, talking about your IPA fest uh, in Minnesota. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Uh, tell the folks that are listening, uh, give them a reason to come out to Minnesota for your festival. Yeah, so June 29th, uh, we're partnering for the second year in a row with uh, ERX Motor Park in Elk River, Minnesota to host uh, get to the premier IPA uh, tasting in Minnesota. We started last year with about 20, 20-ish breweries from around Minnesota and the rest of the country uh, to, to bring uh, their, their best hop-forward beers, and this year we're expanding to uh, 30 plus breweries still with the best of Minnesota and and some of our good friends from around the country and and possibly even internationally uh, to bring their their best hop forward beers to to share with to share with our fans that's what it's all about awesome man so as we uh, wrap up here uh, if you could just tell our listeners uh, maybe a little bit about Lupulin uh, maybe a mission statement uh, what to expect if they come out and visit so Lupulin Brewing is a four-year-old 
about four-year-old uh, craft brewery in Big Lake, Minnesota. Uh, we specialize in hop forward, hop forward and Belgian style beers. Mainly hop forward is what we're most known for now, but kind of our, our mission is to, to make compelling beer, uh, beer that there, there's a reason to try it and also uh, throwing in a little uh, hint of uh, idiocracy and uh, also community service on top of that, um, being, being a positive contribution to the community that we're in. Well, thank you very much for your time. We appreciate it. Beer turned out fantastic. We look forward to talking with you again. Cheers. Cheers. All right, so Alex here with the Tap Takeover Podcast, Eagle Park Joint Beer Fest, and I'm speaking with? Uh, my name's Mark. I'm from Drecker Brewing Company out of Fargo, North Dakota. All right, so tell us a little bit about Drecker. I, you know, for folks in Milwaukee who have not heard yet, which is hard to believe because you guys are hot, hot, hot right now, uh, tell us what we can expect at your brewery. I, what you can expect from us, I guess, is like the unexpected. We're always changing, always evolving. We just want to push the limits on what we think the definition of beer is and uh, just an ever-evolving rotation of beers. Um, we're, we're just having a blast making the beers that are kind of like our dreams, uh, and we've just found a really awesome group of people that love that too, and we've been having a blast this week in, in uh, all of Wisconsin. Nice. So coming from North Dakota, what, uh, what, what brings you to Wisconsin? What, what was it like when uh, Jackson and the boys here at Eagle Park reached out to you about this amazing event? Uh, we've actually been talking with them for quite a while about doing a collab. Um, just, I think a lot of the beers that we do to get, like in our own breweries are really similar. Just like-minded people seem to find each other. And uh, so when uh, Jackson, I think, had reached out to me about doing a beer, and we we went back and forth forever on trying to find a date because you know these guys are busy. We were in the middle of brewing a new brewery. It's it's sometimes it's hard to find that. And then um, Jackson kind of like kind of like nudged me on like, all right, we got this festival going on. Let's get a let's get a beer up for this and let's do it. So he's like, what do you got? What are you doing? What's the fun beer? And uh, so I pitched him on an idea we'd had for um, this kind of like pie style sour. For It's been on my brew deck for a long time. Can't stop tinkering with the recipe. So um, it's one of those ones that's like, all right, I just need to be done and let's do it. Like I'm, I'm so ex- I was so excited to like see this beer come out. And so they were into it and it was a blast. That they, that they thought it'd be cool. Something they wanted to put up and uh, the beer turned out uh, exactly the way we dreamed it would. That, that was going to be my next question. Are you happy with the collaboration? Oh, abso- absolutely. I'll tell you what, I'm drinking it right now. This might be my favorite one at the entire fest. This turned out way better than I expected. Yeah, it's. there's a lot of reasons why we're in love with uh, some of the background of this beer. Where we're, we're trying to, we always are, you know, we make tons of hazy IPAs and great pilsners and cool stouts. Uh, but then there's also things where we want to take culinary influences and mash those up into beer and see if we can get those flavors. Not to like subtly come through, but can we get blackberry, blueberry pie in a glass? And um, I think the way we went about doing that and the way that the Eagle Park guys uh, that we tweaked together on this recipe, it was perfect. So you just started trickling into Wisconsin via distro. I got to ask about the artwork on the cans. I mean, it's pretty fucking outstanding artwork. Can you talk a little bit about that and some of the, some of what inspired what's going on in the cans? Uh, that's awesome to hear because the, the reason why we do artwork like that is because um, 
we put so much passion and pride and hard work and what we feel is our artistic expression of a beer inside the can, we want the outside of the can to have just the same amount of commitment to uh, to what we're the vibe we're trying to drive out. And really our opinion on beer in every aspect is that you should drink every sip and think about that beer and it should make you it should challenge you. Like I don't really care if you like our beer or not. Like we're I know that not every beer we make is for everybody, but it should make you think about something. It should make you it should challenge you. It should change your mind and my opinion of like the best art is something that makes you makes you feel something. And mostly at Drecker, we're going for making you feel weird. So, um, <laughs> so with our artwork, that's what we're trying to do is we try and uh, push out part of the dream that went into our beer, the, the the exoneration of like what that what that name is. And uh, we work with one of my, like just one of my soulmate best friends. He goes by Punch Gut. You can look him up. He's a <laughs> phenomenal artist. Um, and he's super anti-gallery, anti-establishment, like 90s skateboard deck pog kind awesome. of artwork. And we are just like have one brain on how we do things. And so I pitch him an idea for a, a beer name or an artwork idea. And I, I'm all like, every time I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, I, I really don't know what I want here, but like this is where I was thinking, kind of like 20,000 feet. And every single time he like sends me like the final artwork of the sketch and I was like, how did you get inside my brain and pull that out, man? So there, he's, Punch Gut is an awesome partner and we just try and echo that challenge, that weird, that uh, there's a whole bunch of Easter eggs inside of our our label artwork so look in there find the weird stuff um and really like stick that stuff on on your fridge or your neighbor's car or whatever that stuff is that that's artwork and that's meant to be out in the world awesome that's a great explanation on the artwork so one thing i have noticed too for some of our listeners is what is the what's the underneath the label of the valhalla series oh okay so i mean we're we're all kind of like norse heritage um, obviously our brewery is kind of like this Viking inspired theme and we have a Valhalla series that is our experimental uh, kind of a beer that maybe doesn't fall under a brand or something that we're not going to push out there continuously but a new process or a new technique or ingredient that we're really trying to uh, evolve the brewing process on and we call that we follow that under our, our Valhalla series and to us you know Valhalla is where Vikings go to die and drink drink it like the heaven beer hall in the sky and uh, so we're our new brewery is we call Brewhalla and we really just we try and give up that like Viking beer hall that this is what like our inspired beer should be and we all can drink together uh, in that like amazing like heaven beer hall so to wrap this up, thank you so much for your time. Uh, I mean, if we ever got up to North Dakota, we'd love to sit down with you guys. Uh, you seem like you'd be an entertaining time, and we'd have a blast out there. So cheers, man. Thanks. Hey, cheers. Thank you guys very much.